Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's most ornithological work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Execution, chapters (laughs) 13.1 and 13.2. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know that I totally forgot to write a new one of these. (laughs) 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 Uh, That's hilarious. Um. If you don't know how fucked Malia feels right now. <laughs> the last one was how fucked the negatives are. Just in case y'all yeah, don't Yeah, well, that was the one from the beginning of arc 12. Um, oh, okay. Well, they, they you never know. They might have forgotten about that. <laughs> if, if you don't know how, I don't know, how annoyed Charles is about to be by the second <laughs> distraction and don't want us to tell you. Yeah, if you don't know how the sword moot goes and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers to the chapters we are covering. Awesome. New arc. This is awesome. (laughs) It's kind of upsetting, but yes. (laughs) Okay, we have a new arc, um, which not ominously at all is called Execution. So what does Execution mean, Malia? Wah. Um, most of these definitions are actually fine. Um, yeah, see, so it'll be fine. I, that's what I said. Not ominous like at all. Executing them, in which case maybe it won't be fine. But the the first definition that I found was the carrying out or putting into effect of a plan, order, or course of action. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. execute the plan is like do the thing. Um, and apparently it applies to artistic works um and it also applies to like programming and crap right the performance of an instruction or program execute the program thingy and then i found four different x but four different definitions um in the legal context and most of these are also fine um well good so this is fine (laughs) is uh, carrying out, performing, or completing, as in the execution of an order or decree, right? So if there's a, an order by the executive, you can execute <laughs> the order, right? Executive branch. They they do shit. That's their job. Mm-hmm. Um, the signing or completing all formalities necessary to make a contract or document effective, um, such as signing, stamping, or delivering, right? You execute the contract um, by, like, completing the formation of a contract um you can enforce a monetary judgment um which i didn't really know this one i i'm not sure that i've heard it used in context before but so um a monetary judgment is when you go to the court and the court says yeah this person owes you money or whatever um and then you know just because you win you know two million dollars doesn't mean a ton because now you have to go get that money um, so I guess to execute the judgment would be to like, you know, go to the court where they live and like put down an order to garnish their wages or to take their land or like other fun stuff. Um, Super fun. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the last one is to be put to death according to a court rendered sentence. 
And I don't know why that's on here, because obviously it doesn't apply. <laughs> I mean, to this arc. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll just see. Uh, you're, you're just trying to be thorough, right? You're putting <sighs> all the thorough. like definitions of execution, you know, like, yeah, completing an order, completing formalities for a contract, and completing someone's life. It just makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so many of these are so bad in a pact context, right? Because contracts in pact are like demons and um, putting someone to death, you know, that's not great. Uh, it makes me think of Eva, who really loves executing people and plans, um, but yeah. also like Blake just trying to like murder people um, because yeah. justice or yeah. something or something. Um the monsters and then i guess computing is actually pretty banal when it comes to this story we don't have technomancers yet um and i guess like it'd be really funny if someone was just like hi i own hills glade house now like what would even happen <laughs> just leave i guess i don't know <laughs> like welcome uh the house is trash it's totally <laughs> trash so welcome to your new home <laughs> it's awful yeah all right um well i know you're super excited to get into all and execute uh this <laughs> episode so woo. woo let's get into it uh our chapter summary uh for this week's is blake is in a standoff with rose and alistair rose ends up having some tough realizations blake agrees to be bound but is thwarted by molly who likes stabbing better than handshakes Blake is stabbed back and runs away. Evan and Green Eyes catch up with Blake, and Blake sees a creepy other dragging a woman away who Evan thinks they should save. Blake decides that he has plenty of time for that and calls on Molly to make a deal. She talks about becoming a, a god, amongst some other things, and Blake then re regains his strength uh, by finding some corpses, which is kind of creepy. They try to go after the Duchamps, but figure out that they need to go from another angle of attack. What do you think of these chapters, Malia? <laughs> um, yeah, we had some talking. I like talking in this book because it's always maybe going to lead to like good character moments and answers. And I was kind of proud of like Blake and Rose. And I it, this part made me like Alistair a lot more. Um, so it was a bummer that Molly just like fucked it all up. Um, yeah. And now we're going into like possibly more blake just murdering people and i really like sandra and jeremy and so that's upsetting so yeah good chapters but frustrating chapters blake is just like super murder happy yeah yeah which well let's get into it <laughs> blake is in a standoff with rose and alistair and rose has some tough realizations <sighs> um yeah, one thing that's fun at the beginning here is Blake thinks about how he had told, um, oh, what did I call him? Mr. Smiley? Mm. That sounds really creepy. The the businessman dude from the tenements to not kill anyone if they were 20 or younger. And he's like, huh, well, Alistair's 18 and he obviously deserves to die. So, like, <laughs> like here's Blake. Uh, I obviously wasn't wrong, but also, like, like maybe I was too strict on that. 
right. Like, huh. Um, He could have murdered, like, a couple other people. Alistair's (laughs) obviously a complete piece of shit, and he is a shit of his own accord. So, huh. Um, So that's frightening. Um, The whole him going around saying hi to people and Alistair being like, why don't you say hi to Will? His throat you just slit. (laughs) It's like... He's I like, will. Oh. He's like, fuck <laughs> off. Like, fuck you. I'm like, so good. Like, it's amazing that as unhappy as Blake is and as dark as these things, like this place, these chapters are, that uh, Wildo still managed to pepper in like so many really fucking funny moments. Um, and this was a really good one. Um, <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> it's so oh. awkward and so funny. And, and just like, yeah, like, what are you going to do? Like, we're just all standing here. Because <laughs> yeah, he just tried to just like straight up murder this guy yeah. because he was like, you know, there. oh maybe we shouldn't, you know, maybe we should make Alistair our hero and you know fight for the control of this town or whatever. And Blake's like, uh, monster. <laughs> yeah, like like you're, you need oh to look at your definition of monster again and maybe like yeah. more. breathe and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you Ooh. know, it's like Ooh. people that don't agree with you aren't monsters, you know, necessarily right <sighs> yeah and it's also funny that will who was like pro alistair seemingly is now like yeah we can get rid of you alistair and alistair's like lol okay <laughs> <laughs> um and it's fun with you know because with last chapter understanding that alistair was like fully you know in with laird and grandma rose you know maybe knows the plan better than anyone else alive um like now I'm like, oh shit, no, I want Alistair to stay in charge of the Bahames. Um yeah. I don't know why I sort of like I want to see this plan to fruition because I want to understand. Um mm-hmm. and I still kind of think that Grandma Rose was trying to do good. Um there's a chance that she's trying to do good and she like has made a horrible miscalculation and really fucks up. Um but I think if it hadn't been for the interlude, I would have been like, <laughs> fuck you, Alistair. Like, get bed. Like, yeah, you should kick him out now. Whereas now yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> um, He's also a, a really fun mediator kind of in this conversation Um, with, again, directing him to say hi to Will. And then, you know, his first question is basically, so was your murder spree a good side or a bad side? <laughs> <laughs> which is incredible um and yeah so rose learns that last blake saw his their friends and family were alive um and well enough um except for callan and she says i almost liked callan and that was sort of funny um it it's interesting that she frames she says my friends and family um and blake doesn't immediately jump on this as her being a total dick um like maybe she's covering um for blake um whereas i thought she was like being a dickwad and blake was like oh okay i don't know it just struck me as odd that he wasn't immediately like fuck you rose more than usual more than usual yeah yeah um i also think it was really funny when i don't remember if rose or alistair asked this but they were like did you happen to kill anyone noteworthy and blake was like no i don't think so and i'm like (laughs) That's so rude. Like, <laughs> that is several rude. people. Um, like they and... just don't matter. 
It's just like, I don't know. They didn't, I didn't know their names. Like, what? Like, <laughs> I, like, I mean, maybe. I guess, you know, sh- they mean like Sandra or Johannes, but like, I don't know. Those people still But matter. it's also like, if they're not worth noteworthy, like, are they really, can you really call them monsters, you know? Right. Like, why did you kill them? Yeah. If they're yeah. not even, ooh. yeah. Ugh, it was so rude. <laughs> yeah. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then Rose says, would you believe that I was actually trying to keep you alive? And Blake's like, I don't know if like, it's just cause I'm like programmed to hate Rose. But when people phrase things like a question, I like automatically think they're deceiving me. And I'm like, no, Blake, it's cause you, <laughs> you're a character in the other verse. She didn't say that she was arguing to keep you alive. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't think that that's what, that's think that's what means. that means. You you shouldn't think it definitely means the opposite. But like, <laughs> I was like, no, Blake, that was actually kind of the right assessment <laughs> of that question. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. especially because she wasn't like, well, I was. <laughs> yeah. Um. God. Yeah. And then I think it's really funny that they're both like thrown off that Blake clarifies like, no, I didn't want to kill you. I just meant to maim you. <laughs> like, like, okay, thanks. I like I almost felt like they were kind of like oh okay like <laughs> like well I guess that's a little better than we thought. I mean, if Alistair thinks back to their fight, it might make more sense with the whole like turning back everything that all the damage was doing to him, and you know how Blake would be able to win with you know a bad injury that he couldn't undo or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, Rose seems torn in this section um because i think like on the one hand she's afraid of blake trying to kill her and take over her life and on the other hand she's afraid that if blake dies then the bad shit will like flow into her um yeah as their self sort of reforms and you know if she's worried she's gonna suck all of the humanity out of blake by being around him and so he'll just be like awful um Mm mm-hmm but it, yeah, but she also doesn't want the like bad shit in her. And yeah, I don't really know what would happen to Rose in like any of those scenarios either. Um, yeah. And so, I, yeah, I understand why she's worried about it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then Alistair does some more mediating um, when Blake says some like action movie line and Allison, like, lightning flashes or some shit. And Alistair's like, uh, can we chill the fuck out? Like, can we all <laughs> turn it like- down a couple notches? Do y'all understand the practice? Oh, right. You've only been doing this for two months. Let me explain something to you about statements like you just said. It was so great. Like, he's like, we all need to just fucking chill. Yeah, need to chill out. For a sec. Holy crap. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was- it was really funny. Um, But yeah, so back to... Rose and Blake both trying to figure out what the other person knows without revealing too much. I mean, Blake seems to assume that Rose just knows more than he does, um, but she doesn't know what he knows, you know? Yeah. So he's like, I know we were the same person. And she's like, you read the diaries? And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which, yeah, I mean, is the easiest thing to assume because she was worried about leaving him in the house. And if sh- he... You know, her friends weren't going to tell him, so it makes sense to assume that he read it, because that's what she did, um, presumably. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Yeah, so they're sort of 
bickering and Blake's like, I got to get those fucking diaries. I'm like, you got to get those fucking diaries. <laughs> um, I'm really hoping for that. Um, but yeah, so Blake's like, okay, well, let's look at this from a different angle. And maybe instead of just being like, yeah, we're destined to destroy each other, we should be like, fuck that. And like become a super duo and I could be your familiar. And Rose is like, no. <laughs> Rose is like, you're gross and I don't want you near me. <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to buy myself to you any more than Faraday are. Right. <laughs> Which, fair. Um, but also, like, it, it does seem like fucking with the link between them is very risky. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, you know, he's he's trying to think outside the box. Um, but yeah, so this is when she talks about how she's worried that Blake will fuck things up. And she's like, I'm obviously, like, more of the actual person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whoever we were before, she blah, blah, blah. And Blake's like, no, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, like obviously he, no. Blah blah blah. Like I I almost thought that she had said something in the flashback or something about how if a man is split in half, they split into a man and a woman, and I think I just assumed that if a woman was split in half, they split into two women. And yeah. I don't know if it's cuz of like an XXXY chromosome thing or yeah. whatever, but that just seemed to be what made sense. Mhm based on what she had said before. So the fact mm-hmm. that she was like, what? Like, <laughs> didn't make sense to me. <laughs> but it was fun to see her Brain freak out break. about a little bit. Yeah. Um, and for Blake to be like, no, I think that I actually have a lot of the human stuff because, you know, like, Grandma Rose didn't want us to, slash you to have, like, attachments to friends and clothes and an apartment and whatever. Um. And, like, it'd be simpler for the universe to not make up all that shit, um, but rather just, you know, give it to me or yeah. whatever. Um, I was so bummed that he was like, ah, oh, Ross, our name was Ross. I was like, no. And he, he, I mean, he does say, like, or something like that. But I was like, no, or- it's definitely Ambrose. Ross sucks. Like, <laughs> you were not Ross. I don't like this. Um, it was funny that that's what got Rose to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. She's like, oh, damn, that actually makes sense. <sighs> I do like Ambrose. Um, It's just like stuffy and old enough to like work. It's true. And it says it has Rose in it. I also I thought it was funny that they were like, you know, our parents weren't so tacky to have named their second kid Rose after they'd already named their first kid, like basically the same name. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know that that's true. <laughs> um, I mean, it could get really confusing, you know. If your kids have like almost the same name. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, dad called me like, you know, Nani and Swiffer and all sorts of shit. So I don't think that that would really make <laughs> more or less likely. Um, those were two of our dogs. Um, so when did he, ca- he called do that just as, cause he mixed you up or like, I feel like when he was like yelling for me or whatever, like, some, oh, like he's just time- so used to yelling for Swiffer or for Nani that he just yeah. like yelled for you. That's hilarious. It's happened, like, I think a couple of times. And I know sometimes they've used, like, your name or whatever instead. But definitely I've gotten, like, a Swiffer or Nani or something before. Um, I don't think they've ever called me Swiffer or Nani. But, I mean, I've been called you a bunch. But people have been to mom talks to me. She's like, yeah, what do you think Jen thinks? And I'm like, what? I can tell you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Recently, almost every time I talk to mom about something, she's like, did I tell you this? I think I told you this. And I'm like, I've never heard this before. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah. Which is, yeah. Uh. But yeah, I think that maybe they could tell that Grandma Rose was like maybe kind of annoyed by the attempt at ass kissing. And so if they did it again, it'd be worse. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. Ivy's already a little. It's a it's a plant name. It's, it's in the same yeah. universe. Yeah, it um, is. I also thought it was interesting. Did Blake go and like look up baby name meanings because he's like, and all I have is the the whiteness or the blackness, the nothingness. Um, and I was like, hey, you know your name. It means that. Uh, so that was fun. But mm-hmm. I had looked. I feel that like up, a lot of so people know what their like, name yeah. means. I mean, from looking up stuff at least i guess but in the past two months when has blake had the time well i mean he's his name's been blake for like a while like two months <laughs> as far as he remembers a- though like oh so maybe the universe had a memory of him looking up his name. i don't know true. maybe okay cool yeah cool <laughs> um <laughs> i mean i don't know whatever i don't know what's canon malia but like I feel like I could see it. It could be in there. Yeah. Um yeah, and then Balake. Balake. Blake. You know what I'm referencing, right? Aaron? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I've already said this on the show, but when I worked um at Disney um on the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, there were two Aarons. There were actually three Aarons at one point and that got really annoying. But there was a, a boy Aaron and a girl Aaron. So they were mm. Aaron and Erin like mm. that was just who they were and it was like actually mm. it worked really really well Aaron <laughs> <laughs> and Erin yep it was very effective very effective love that skill um yeah and then Alistair is mediating again and he's like hey so uh this has been great but you tried to maim me and you tried to kill Will, and also you might make Rose cry, and she's my fiance, and apparently I'm really like taking that to heart. So, <laughs> like, this is serious uh, right now, because you know, yeah, like you know, slitting my uncle's throat, you know, like you know, trying to kill me, whatever. You're gonna make Rose cry. This is a problem. <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> um, and then Rose, you know. Blake's like, well, maybe I like won't try to kill you or something. And she's like, no, you're going to come after me and you're going to convince yourself that you have a reason. And he's like, oh, shit. Like how Green Eyes really was convinced that that Duchamp woman that she de-sweatered was bad. And I'm like, (laughs) that's right. Yes. But also all the fucking shit that you've been on for the past 24 hours. Like you just were like, oh, that man right there, he deserves to die. Yeah, that makes sense. Murder. Like, what are you talking <laughs> Like, Like, it's so much easier. And it's good that Green Eyes is around so that he can look and have some perspective. But, like, in my view, the things that Blake has done are way more self-justification-ville or whatever than Green Eyes. Um, mm. I mean, yeah. And yeah. she's been affected by the Abyss a lot longer. So she prob- mm-hmm. probably isn't even, like, her... I mean, it's, it's like, natural you know yeah and i mean she's been i think she's had a lot of restraint and control mm-hmm. um because yeah like, even the duchamp woman like i don't think i mean i don't remember the exact sequence of events but it was like oh let's go kill those guys and blake like jumps down and like 
you know, has a knife to a woman's throat. And I guess like, you know, does let some of them go, but it wasn't like the plan wasn't to kill them, you know? Um, anyway. Yeah. He's kind of, I mean, yeah. I mean, we know he's going off the deep end. Yeah. That is kind of amazing to think about it. Like, yeah, just green eyes have been stuck down there for fucking ever and ever and ever. And she's like kind of being better at restraint than Blake in some ways. Mm-hmm. What does that say? Mm. Well, Blake agrees to be bound, despite all that crap, but is thwarted by Molly, who decides to possess him and decides that she should stab Alistair in the hand rather than actually complete the handshake uh alistair's like look man i understand it wasn't you but like my fam's watching so uh and he gets stabbed back and then blake runs away yeah which is like fair this was so frustrating um i also didn't realize at first i was reading it pretty fast that blake like wasn't at all in control um i thought this was the abyss just being like no murder everyone and not Molly being like, no murder, all behames. Um, mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's a really great like story beat and stuff. And like, you know, Blake Wade chilling out and stuff isn't as fun. But I was looking forward to possibly like conversations with Alexis. Um, yeah. <sighs> it also, I mean, I don't know. In the moment, it didn't feel like it was really going to happen because it seemed too rational or something Hmm. but i was happy that all three of them were like okay let's do it yeah and it's interesting that you know like the thing that fucks it up i mean i guess that they can also presume that if he tries to agree again molly will you know do something more um but yeah um the scene where he's like living like seeing through molly's eyes i guess as the goblins like torture and kill her is so awful (laughs) um like so awful and bad and visceral and really you're like yeah i get it like i get it (laughs) um it's pretty fucking terrible yeah and the maggie like on top of the hill and the wind and the just ugh, it's so awful um yeah i almost feel like there's probably fan art of that because it was just so visually striking but it's also so awful Um, i don't know if i've seen any of that but there really should be if there's mm -hmm. not fan art there should be yeah, I mean it's a weird thing to do fan art of, but it's so awful. But it would be, yeah, but it would be kind of cool at the same time. Yeah, but really awful. But yeah, I kind of want to see it though. But then Alistair's basically like, "Well, I can't just let you join our team after my whole family sliced <laughs> me in the hand. So I guess I have to try to kill you now." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is fun. Like, well, um, shit. Yeah. Um, at least he knows that it was molly but yeah yeah i don't i found that comforting i don't really know why um sucks that it was the hyena and so well fucking heal yeah well and then it just like does i mean the contest or whatever the fight between him and alistair is over but i think that was earlier today and so does did he sort of win because, you know, his whole thing was about, I got to get him so that he can't heal. And then I've beaten the Bahames three times. I mean, this wasn't mm-hmm. really Blake doing it, but it was. I don't know. Yeah, I, that may be stretching a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, although maybe Alistair can just like rewind time a little bit around his hand. And I don't know. 
I mean, I think that the thing with the earlier fight, yeah, Mm -hmm. was that the hyena would take too much power, like, undoing that big of a thing. I mean, maybe the the knight with the lance can do something, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Dang. Molly's angry. Or Molly's pissed. Is pissed. Which, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's interesting because then, you know, Blake's running away and he he gets out of there. Um, His arm breaks off, but it still works. And that was wild. <laughs> so he's holding his arm with one hand and the hyena with the other hand. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's really funny. And then um, the other, a lot of the Bahames others like aren't chasing him and aren't following and aren't cooperating because Molly has like, snapped him out of it or something gotten their bonds something um which is like really powerful and intense and reminds you that like i mean especially the boogeyman and other have a really strong drive to recoil against the people who have bound them or whatever because it'll help make them stronger and maybe break some of their ties to the abyss is their instinct Mm -hmm. um but yeah, it just reminds you also, reminds me, I guess, that they're all like slaves um, mm-hmm. waiting to be free. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> Evan and Green Eyes catch up with Blake uh, and kind of regroup. Um, they see a creepy other dragging a woman uh, really kind of gruesomely who Evan thinks they should probably try to save. <laughs> um, one of the things that was really cute from this section was that Evan starts riding around in Blake's abdomen like one of the other birds and that made me really happy um <laughs> it's sort of a funny choice that's kind of funny on his part um <clears throat> but yeah Blake thinks more about the themes of this story and how like you know they had tried to change something they had tried to upset the status quo by agreeing to be bound and agreeing to release you know Alexis and all that stuff but molly was like unwittingly used as an agent of the universe or something to keep the status quo going Mm -hmm. and these are all like literally things i just heard um elliot and ruben talk about on pale reflections in terms of like change and the seal and the universe and whatnot Mm -hmm. um and thinking of it through that perspective is like extra frustrating because you know blake seems to think later in this chapter we will upset the status quo by murdering people. Like we will end the cycle of violence by murdering people real good. Um, whereas like that, that truce with Alistair and Rose could have actually been something that would have fought back against things being the way they are. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and so that was frustrating and puts the whole, I guess we'll side with Molly thing into I just lots of question marks. Um, Evan has a bunch of fun quips about how he has a tiny brain and he's been brain dead for six months. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Blake's like, "Come on, you learned how to play poker," and he's like, "Poker's not this complicated." And also, I cheated, <laughs> <laughs> which is really fun. I mean, um, Evan, your brain's only like a corn kernel because you insist on being a bird right um which is fine but you know right it's not like you're a normal bird mm-hmm. brain mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah um yeah but he's he's you know thinking about 
how he was right to try to murder Will. Um, but when he thinks about him as someone with a family, you know, he starts to question himself. But he's not wrong, right? Blake's not wrong. Blake's definitely right. He definitely made the right split second decision to murder that man. And thinking about how he has a family will stop him from doing the right thing. And so he's got to repress it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, so bad. Um, <laughs> and um, he's, you know, he's talking about the the problems with everything. And, you know, like, are th- how, you know, who's the enemy and what's the problem and whatever. And he says, our biggest enemy is the status quo. And I was like, okay, easy high school musical. Um, and now I have that song. I haven't seen that. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's true. I know. It's so good. It's a classic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I know. So I haven't seen it. It's not, I mean, for a while after it first came out, I think I was like too cool to see it, you know? And now yeah, I'm like, no, I would see it, but like, I don't know. I just have it. The I'm... High School Musical drinking game is the best drinking game. Okay, um, what's the drinking game? I don't fully remember all of them. I know one of them is you drink for black excellence. Um, okay. One of them is you dr- you drink when Troy and Gabriella almost kiss, but it gets interrupted. Mm. Um, I think you drink whenever a musical number starts that isn't explained by like the confines of the show like they're they're putting on a musical so there's sometimes where they're like in a you know audition or practicing or actually performing and those all make sense but when they just like burst into song in the middle of the cafeteria um that's one um there's a scene in high school musical too that's the best thing ever with zach efron on a golf course and you just kind of drink like throughout that entire thing like not like (laughs) chugging but you just are like like celebrating the glory and awe that is that is zach efron yes and bet on it it's so good um (laughs) god i i yeah it was a thing we we did like once or twice in undergrad so i'm having a hard time remembering all of them but my main thing i have my main media that i've seen that involves like (laughs) high school musical and zach efron is um a very potter musical (gasps) a very potter musical is so good yeah i remember I think Voldemort being like, you've got to get in the game, Weasley, or something. <laughs> yep, get your head in the game. Get your head in the game, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, and they have the poster everywhere. So good. Yes, so good. So good. Um, but I've... Okay, so I haven't seen it. And I don't think this is how the plot is. But... Or, okay, so I think the, like I think what I'm about to say is what the plot is. Um, so Zach Efron's character, Troy, you said, um, is a basketball yes. player. And he actually yes. like wants to be like in a musical right or wants to be like an actor singer stuff right pretty much yeah okay so the other part of that that i don't think it's in it but i think that definitely should have been in it is that gabriella was you know the singer like actress whatever but she secretly wanted to be a basketball player and so they had to like (laughs) tutor each other and be like okay we'll trade places or like okay like i'll help you with this if you help me with that and then they secretly yeah like the parent trap except that they like fall in love you know um except because he's like trying to tutor her and like teach her how to like you know shoot some sweet hoops and do some layups and shit you know and she's trying to like Mm -hmm. teach him how to like i don't know fucking sing and act and all that jazz um and she like ends up scoring like the winning you know point and he like gets the lead 
I feel like that would have been really great. I mean, yeah. I mean, unless that happens. I don't know if you want to know. Great. Does or she score the wanna, winning point? Do you want to know? That, that, that's kind of telling me yes, which makes me really excited. <laughs> maybe this is maybe this is a movie that I need to go watch. Maybe this it's is exactly so what I was thinking that it was going to be. It's so good. Does she like she actually plays on the team? She like she is she like the star player now? She's the like she's the MVP. You know, she's I mean, like, like no. I, I, do you want me to? Tell no, I don't want to tell okay. you. I, I don't want you to tell me. But I, I like you keep the way you keep saying that. It's just confirming everything that I'm thinking it should be. Yeah. So that makes like, me excited. Like Blake, what Blake thinks about Rose and asking questions. What was that? You know, like when, would you believe it if I said I was arguing to not kill mm. you? And Blake's like, Meh. yeah, it's pretty much and like, I'm like that. do you want me to tell you? And you're like, that means yes. That means yes. <laughs> and you're like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't mean yes. But you can think that. Yeah. And I will. So Gabriella they, they switch places and then she's like the jock, like the star player that's dating like the you know, the drama king, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I like it. And then and then high school musical too, it's dramatic because like they're like, Okay, actually I want to switch back again. <laughs> but like this is awkward. So I have to help you have to help me switch back because like I actually so I don't know. I do want to tell you, sh- High School Musical two takes place like during their summer vacation. Oh, that's why the golf course. Yes. Okay, that's not like they all doing, get jobs like, at a country club for, a part. for the summer. Oh, hmm. except for the okay. So she whose parents wants to do. She's like, okay, obviously I can't. There's no basketball court here, but there's golf. <laughs> And Zephron, you he's know, he's like, good at golf. he's good at golf. And he's like, I will teach you um, how, to, how to play golf. And since you have an in, because like you're, I don't know, you're, I'm making this shit up. Your dad's rich and he's already part of the club. And like, so you already have done some like singing and stuff here. You can get me on stage and have like a whole like, you know, dirty dancing moment. Cause that's like the same kind. That's, that's not quite the same thing, but it's close enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so they have that again but like of course they have to it can't be that they're in a relationship it has to be like because it's not enough dramatic tension they have to have had like oh we can't be together because of some stupid reason because we got in a fight over something but then they're like oh they're we'll bond over golf and <laughs> you know country club crap and uh they'll be meant to be again totally until the third movie and then they'll have to be like oh no they didn't make it together again i think the third movie is high school musical senior year which, senior year guess what that's about <laughs> hmm gabriella is like okay i want the best of both worlds and zephron's like but i want the best of both worlds they're and not they Montana. rivals <laughs> <laughs> so they become rivals and are like okay like i gotta beat this bitch i gotta beat this this dude because they no, haven't I feel like- got it together and miley cyrus has to join and there's hannah montana and they learn how to have the best of both worlds through their example. Oh, oh, damn. And then they're like, well, if we can have the best of both worlds, maybe we can be together after all. Mm. Maybe because we have that in common. You know, Maybe we are each other's best of both worlds. <laughs> maybe that's it. Yeah. Got it. Okay, but get- actually, I want to tell you why this song <laughs> is, is so, okay. So this song is about how you should sit at your table where your specific group sits and you shouldn't 
go outside of the things that is expected of you, right? Mm. Um, and so, you know, Troy tries out for the singing and that's shameful because he's a basketball player mm. and you're not supposed to mix, right? Yeah, you're not supposed and to mix And so that. this other basketball player is like, hey, I like baking. And everyone's like, oh my God. And um, <laughs> the, a girl is like on the math team and she's like, I like rapping. And somebody likes playing like the cello or some shit. I don't know. But some people are like, hi, I'm a full rounded human with like different different interests and stuff but i also still like this thing that has so far defined me in high school (laughs) and um so the song goes no 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 stick to the stuff you know um if you want to be cool follow one simple rule don't mess with the flow no no stick to the status quo um or it is better by far to keep things as they are don't mess with the flow. No, no. Stick to the status mm. quo. Um, and I just feel like I really need... What I'm saying is I need, like, Pale the Musical. And I need um, Blake to be Troy. And I need all of these people. Like, I need the Behames and the Duchamps and all that shit to, like, sing this song. And and Troy and Blake to be like, no. But his his instead of singing, it's like murdering people. Is that well, right? He can't sing can... anymore, Jenny. He doesn't have lungs. That's insensitive. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I was trying to get the metaphor right. I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the movies. You have to give me some slack. Okay. Do my no, best. no. Blake can't sing because he doesn't have lungs. I know. I'm not. I'm not saying he was supposed to sing, Malia. I'm saying that like the comparison to him wanting to sing in the High School Musical is oh, like Blake is murdering like, people. Is murdering people. Yeah. It's yeah. like you know. Yeah. Maybe. Except Maybe. that, like, he's kind of turning in. Except he's a boogeyman, so it kind of is a status quo. So it'd be more like if he, like, you know what? I feel like we're thinking about this too much, especially since <laughs> I haven't seen the movies. So, like, how much oh, can I really see analyze? It. Ah! Right, we should have a I'll... doof high school musical watch party. Oh man, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Matt and Scott would love that. Especially, no, no, no. I, I feel like anytime I think of stuff like that, I'm like, I feel like. Not saying Scott's not chill, but I feel like Matt's like really chill, and I feel like Scott <laughs> like just gets stuck with watching things that he's just like what not. Is he's like, why? Like, why do I have to watch another anime? You know, <laughs> or like. To be I fair, like they've anime, not but... complained about. I don't think they've said one way or another what their stance on musicals is, and this is a great High School Musical way to really just throw them in the deep end. <laughs> Okay, out of all the music, I mean, again, and again, I haven't seen High School Musical, but you're telling me out of all the musicals in the world, like West Side Story, A Sound of Music, Fiddler on the Roof, like out of all the musicals, you're saying High School Musical is the best one to throw no. them into. Oh, okay. I'm saying that this one is very representative of a lot of what musicals are, hmm. including some of the ones that are not as good but when it is bad it is bad in such a way that is still very entertaining and it makes mm. it good again it's not like straight up like a really bad movie that you like laughing at the whole time like the songs are like you know really catchy and fun like it's not just like all bad um and so you like it but it isn't i mean yeah it's it's not the sound of music but it's also not like three and a half hours so no 
Okay. Although, I mean, I feel like the sound of music was not too long. But. The sound of music is so long. The sound of music has an intermission. I didn't say it's not long. I didn't. I said I didn't. I don't think it's too long. Sure. Like for what it is, I think it. I think it's a good length for what it is. Right. No, it's it's wonderful. Okay, yeah. it's only two hours and four fifty four minutes. I mean, that's not that it's bad. Pretty fucking long, but still, like yeah. But compared to you know the Avengers or whatever. Yes. Let's compare the sound of music to the Avengers <laughs> in length. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we need to move on because, uh, I mean, we we probably just should, you know, just makes sense. Okay, <laughs> okay. all right. So where were we? Uh, we were at the status quo. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. The the scary murder other. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, they see this big dude with chains hanging off of him, and there's a woman attached to some of his chains, uh, a Duchamp woman. Like and hooked into her basically which is terrifying yeah and she like maybe doesn't have shoes and stuff and she's like frozen and she's like you know but she's like you know running to keep up with them so that the chain doesn't like drag against her flesh yeah more terrible. and like drag her across the like horrible frozen hellscape ground and so i feel like like i've said several times in the story when you think of like really bad monsters or whatever you know in the story you think the hyena right like big scary trying to kill people trying to torture people trying to eat ghosts um unequivocally blake like binding the hyena was good stopping and preventing that was good and very obviously a bad guy (laughs) Uh and then we get to this situation where we see a man whose whole thing (laughs) is like torturing people and dragging them into like a version of hell which is something that blake has personally experienced and blake's like but is he really the villain in this situation <laughs> Let's look at this. is he is he really any worse than her like you know like yeah i've seen this is the thing like before he's blake went to the abyss as a human i feel like I mean, but just like obviously, his mindset is different, right? You know, like he would have obviously. I mean, I, like he would have obviously been like, okay, this guy's obviously a monster, um, right? And just like you know, I need to help her. She doesn't deserve this horrible fate that befalls her. She doesn't deserve you know the torture that she's currently experiencing. Like this dude needs to stop furthering the what the abyss wants by you know dragging people into it and you know preventing this horrific thing from happening is good yeah um and he's like yeah like but isn't she like will and because i tried to kill will it was good that i tried to kill will because i obviously didn't fuck up in that reasoning and so isn't she really the bad one in this situation Yeah, like, man, Blake, you're, uh... And I'm just like, I really, I really don't know, um, like, it it really seems like the guy with the chains is bad, and maybe the Duchamps are also bad, but it really just seems like in this situation, like, we maybe should the... fight the guy. Um, I mean, honestly, I mean, and, I mean, I, I would never say this to Blake, because he would probably take it seriously, but, you know, honestly... Because I mean, he's like, how is that different than the guy whose throat I tried to slit? If he went ahead and tried to slit 
her throat, that would be a kindness in comparison to like what she's going yeah. to endure. You know? Yeah. So I'm like, I mean, fuck. Like, if you have to be a murder monster, at least kill her so she doesn't have to go through all that crap. Great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and Blake's like or Blake. Evan's like, I don't know. Let's find someone with a conscience and ask them. <laughs> like, let's find someone who can tell us mm-hmm. who monsters are. Um and this whole thing is just funny because Blake's like, let's have this debate. Like, let's just think on this, you know, before we do anything. <laughs> and well, then he also hard. he also has this thing where he's like, my instincts are screaming at me to like go fight this guy, but those are the abyssal bad instincts, and I should repress those. And I'm like, uh, are they? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 got to be really hard to not know like what instincts to trust and what to not trust because sometimes when blake follows his instincts recently it's real bad and you know like i can see like i'm i'm happy that he's like questioning it but i don't think he's questioning it for the right reasons i think he wants all the practitioners to suffer but like it's like Um, maybe since he made that promise to evan he should like take evan's you know opinion into account a little bit more in terms of right he's a monster or not right um it was really nice seeing evan question this and push back on this because you know last chapters or whatever he was just like okay um and so this was kind of a relief but yeah blake's not considering evan enough yeah yeah it's just like okay well let's yeah it's (laughs) this whole thing is just i mean it's just funny to me because he's like okay let's find someone let's think like, just while this lady's being dragged to, her, like, her doom, he's like, oh, let's figure out who has a good enough conscience to talk to that I can actually, uh, but, hmm, he's already, no. <laughs> he's already written all of his friends off because he's mad at them. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, well, if I were to explain this to my cousins, wouldn't that be, like, the status quo? Because that would be, like, making Thorburn practitioners. I'm like, no. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Oh my god, and then when they suggest Mara, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> Do not ask Mara. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and then she's one of those yeah, she's she's a monster that Blake should probably be trying so to kill. Awful. So right. And then Evan says, Green eyes, and Blake's like, No, she's worse than I am. But she's like right there, and I'm like, God damn it, Blake. Number one, don't know that that's true. Number two, like, what? Um, and so Blake's like, you know who's the most Jiminy Cricket-like of us all? Molly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, what the fuck? Molly? That's who you're fucking asking about this shit? She's not even, like, a full person. She's just a spirit of vengeance and anger. Like, what? Yeah, that seems like a really good impartial. <sighs> uh, so... So Blake um, decides that he can't decide if, like, the woman actually being dragged into the abyss um, is the monster or the dude, like, who hooked her with a bunch of fucking hooks and dragging her with chains in is the monster. (laughs) So he decides to ask Molly for help. And Molly (laughs) talks about becoming a god. So obviously she's super impartial and a really good person to ask about this. Stable. Yeah. (laughs) super stable super clear th- like clear thinker yeah 
I thought it was kind of funny how they just sort of gloss over that part. They're just sort of like, because Green Eyes says that thing that makes everyone go, what? And then we just all move on. Like, just just like Molly's like, maybe I'm a god. And, you know, this makes me think of Marissica and lots of stuff. That's bad. Um, Which, I mean, I guess Maggie's been like basically almost praying, you know, at her yeah, that's true. grave and giving sacrifices of blood. Yeah. So, yeah. Kind of has been. Yeah. So. Man, Maggie or Mags, whatever God, her name she is now. Up so bad. Yeah. I mean, like I totally get it, but Yeah, I get it too. She, I mean, she didn't know, obviously, right. that that was gonna happen, but it just right. is unfortunate. <laughs> right. Because there's already enough shit without Molly, you know, being in <laughs> here, right? Like there's a lot of stuff going on and like a demon that might be let loose and like there's a lot of stuff. And then it's like perfect she decides she needs some vengeance she's never going to be happy with any kind of vengeance she gets nope yeah um and yeah she's pissed which it makes sense thinking of you know she knows that laird is the one who asked her to be killed which again is like a lot of question marks about like what was the plan with grandma rose and like why did you do this and like what um but it's like Laird's yeah blake's dead. like have you thought about getting over it <laughs> have you thought about just getting over this thing that is like the only thing that like that defines your keeping you right um, <laughs> Molly's like no and Blake's like okay okay different tech different tech like, <laughs> have you thought about the fact that I killed Laird so it's like revenge or something <laughs> like yeah. even Stevens um and Molly's like no uh and so we let molly talk and we learn that molly likes the idea of calling and that's where she and blake can see eye to eye (laughs) perfect so like you know we need to fight the true enemy that is the status quo that is stagnation that is the system that has created all this violence and destroyed all of our lives and you know created these like awful hierarchies and stuff and we're gonna do it by violence. murdering people indiscriminately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we learn that Molly has like, you know, some sort of omnipresence kind of in this town. Um, and she's like, yeah, I don't know. I've been like attacking all the people or whatever. And Blake's like, yeah, well, if you take out 20 of each of their guys, then we're still in the same place. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, they all have, like, kind of equal numbers. So we have to just pick one. Um, but the Bahames are expecting them. And they have Rose. The Johannes is holed up in his domain. And he's not coming out. And so the Duchamps are left. Um, yeah, because, like, that's nice. Blake, I guess... Uh... I guess, I guess you've decided on uh, whether whether the Duchamp being dragged in is a bigger monster or not. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> I think he made a decision. It's like insult to injury, right? Like, all you're getting attacked. Your whoever your relative just got like dragged off, and then it's like, let's have the creepy ass boogeyman and the scary fucking wraith god thing just go after you because uh, reasons, you know. Right. Um and it and uh, you know, I really like Sandra and Jeremy and it's really upsetting. And I mean like I can see why the system's bad. 
I can see why things need to change. Um, and Sandra has been pegged as like the representative of the system in this story. But it's just so frustratingly awful. And this just like really doesn't seem like the way to go about anything, obviously. And just, yeah, like thinking about Pale and what they're doing now and everything in that story and like what those girls have like the means like the the emphasis on doing things the right way and not just doing the right things um if that makes sense in that story is just like such a better way to go about this <laughs> i don't know it's upsetting um yeah it is upsetting yeah but then green eyes mets that like maybe she's met gods unclear and we all just move on <laughs> um she's she like is... i've never met a happy god I'm like oh <laughs> okay she didn't say like she's definitely met a god you know like but it's that implied. sentence implies that which is funny i mean she isn't in the abyss and blake talked all the time about how there's gods down there so you know yeah yeah like that one that kind of he managed to get back up to the surface with right let's say blake yeah 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 also I had a theory about the end of the story and how they'd all just be running around in a sort of like funny Scooby-Doo-like adventure while shit was going down. And like, this has really similar vibes to what I was thinking. <laughs> it's just more murder on the part of our protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> but it is fun. It's kind of really random. I saw this uh, video that was really funny that was like, if Scooby-Doo was Latino. Okay. And it was like, by this really really funny youtuber that i found that i feel like she does not have enough views uh jenny lorenzo and i'm gonna just show you that because it was just really funny to me this is a random thing okay. so jenny right lorenzo what was that you you said you're gonna show it to me right now oh i was gonna show it to you afterwards yeah do that because sometimes send... my sound gets weird yeah i'll send it to you now anyway sweet so you can, depending on how awkward that sounds, you can edit that out or not. But Jenny Lorenzo, and uh, she has some funny videos about like, uh, what was it like? Like, like I think her like most popular one is like, who needs Amazon Alexa when you've got Abuela? Um, it's <laughs> just like, she just has a lot of really, really funny stuff. Anyway. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, on that really random note, uh, Blake regains his strength. They try to go after the Duchamps, but figure out that they need to go from another angle of attack. What? Um, Blake's like, I need some bodies. It's his narration is really interesting. I, we don't really, he's not very introspective. Um, like, I didn't know what was happening until it was like, oh, okay, he's using bones to heal himself. Um, and, you know, he's like, make sure they're you know already dead you know like he like this was good he's he's not hurting people who are still alive like it might hurt their relatives to see their bodies like that or whatever but you know like he's healing himself in i think the most humane morally cool way um yeah and yeah it's like scary and awful and shit but this was nice (laughs) in that he was specific about you know I, you know, I needed to find spies. I need to heal myself, but I don't want to kill anyone or hurt anyone else. Um, what? So then they do that. So Blake's up to, you know, he's gotten some health potions. His HP's back up. And they arrive at the place. They're in some area that's like the opposite side of town from Johannes's domain, which makes sense given that, you know, the, or the Duchamps are fighting Johannes or whatever. 
Yeah. And, you know, Molly unleashes her chaosness, and so all the others are freaking the fuck out. And at the very center of the vortex is like Sandra and Jeremy, like back to back in perfect sync, like fighting, like, you know, like they're in some sort of action movie and it's really fucking great. And Blake realizes that their love is too strong despite all of its um, fragility. Sorry, are you trying to say, (laughs) are you trying to paint a comparison between Sandra and Jeremy and Troy and Gabriella? You need to see this musical because I just want to start singing. We're so nope. We're soaring, flying. There's not a star in heaven that we can't reach. <laughs> yeah, we're trying. So, what song and do you think Sandra and uh, Jeremy are singing right now? That song. You think they're singing that song right now? You know All the world fighting. can see us in that's a just way a really funny image. Like they're just standing there are. singing this like kind of romantic sounding song, just like you know, Creating just like being like, between you know, us. having blood flying and like maybe decapitations or you know, with some body parts just flying around. Yeah. Well, so it's either that or. We're all in this Mal- together. No, and it doesn't even have to be a type of musical. And we make <laughs> Okay. So obviously if it's Gabriel and Troy, they'd be singing one of those. But like in this uh-huh. story, when they don't have those songs, what would they be singing? I, I feel like, um, I mean, I, well, I was going to say, I feel like they'd have to be really drunk to be singing that. But Jeremy is there. So <laughs> I guess that's, I guess that tracks. Yeah, what's a good like drinking song? Maybe like a like a flogging Molly type song, um, drunken lullabies or something. That's a good one. And essentially that they're called flogging Molly. That mm-hmm. definitely has to be it. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Good job. That's that's it. Because they're like, all right, this is our best chance to beat Molly. Anyway, okay, I love it. Um, okay, so. Now we're at our pale and comparison section and we kind of touched on it just slightly, but like, I think the main obvious thing to talk about um, is how Blake and Molly are talking about wanting to change the system and how they're going about it. Um, And pale, uh, they're obviously like, they're kind of trying to change the system then in in their way. And then Charles is also trying to change the system in his way. Um, And I guess Blake kind of seems to line up more with like, the Carmine way at the moment with all the murdering and all the mm-hmm. violence and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this just really seems to be like what these two stories are dealing with. Um, mm-hmm. The how do you change really bad systems that are bigger than you? Um, and I mean, you know, Blake and Rose have such a huge karmic weight against them. Um, they're already so downtrodden by the system you know it is a lot more comparable to charles as someone who's forsworn um your options are a lot more limited than three you know bright-eyed bushy-tailed young women with an entire town of others whose power you can draw upon right like it's not like blake 
could have just gone out into Jacob's Bell and been like, but aren't we all friends? Like, I don't know. Like, like the, the Kenneteers don't have a huge karmic debt and aren't associated with demons and don't have big histories with the people in the surrounding regions. And then they yeah. also have enough power to be able to stand their ground um, and make it and be influential and make a scene. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, Ambrose or someone could have done things a lot differently if they were in a similar situation to the Kenneteers. Um, in a way, like maybe Paige is currently in a better spot with being potentially free from the Thorburns and having Isadora and stuff. I don't think Paige is mm. as good of a person as the Kenneteers um, and still doesn't have the right types of support. Yeah. Um, so it does make sense that Blake and Charles would approach this problem from the same s- sort of way based on the fact that they are in very similar situations. But I do wish there was something else that could be done. And it really sucks that Blake fell into the abyss because things would probably not be as bad as they are right now. Yeah. That's true. <sighs> um, I also wanted to tack on, just for this episode, a worm in comparison section because Malia <laughs> said that she had some stuff to talk about. Um, so if you haven't read worm, you might want to stop listening or maybe like fast forward like five, ten minutes, depending on how long you think you're going to need to talk about it, Malia. Yeah. Big, big, major, huge spoilers for Worm. Okay. <laughs> I wanted no. to talk about the end. That's right. So you want to wait until like, or do you want to wait until the fact? Oh, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. This was a little preview. Uh, we will talk about Worm um, <laughs> after we talk about the fun fact. All right. Cool. All right, that works. Okay, well, I'll disregard that. Keep listening. <laughs> Keep listening. Don't turn it off. Okay. Um, all right, Malia, in that case, um, we're going to talk about your bold and specific prediction. <laughs> Yay! What you got? Okay. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think about the arc title. So execution, right? If there was like a clear plan and they could be like, execute the plan. I mean, the plan right now is like, attack the Duchamps. And then, like, but leave enough of them alive so they can attack Johannes later. Um, maybe we'll execute that plan. I don't know that anyone's going to straight up get executed. I think that, like, Blake may perform an extrajudicial execution. <laughs> mm, okay. Um, but, yeah, okay. I'll say we'll see Eva in this arc again. Um, and Blake will summarily execute someone. And... I'm trying to think of what the other angle of attack would be for the Duchamps. I'm like underground or uh, (laughs) picking people off at the edges, finding some sort of, I don't fucking know. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. Not too exciting, but too exciting. Let's okay. Just, just, just make up a really outlandish, exciting one. Um, Mags will be the person that stops Molly. I don't know. That's not that outlandish, but that's more exciting. Okay. That's more exciting. All right. Cool. All right. Um, we're going to talk about the discussion question. And last week's discussion question was, what is your favorite Otherverse character's favorite drink? And so we start off with Captain Rhino, who says, we know that Verona likes sour or bitter flavors. And Pale, she's seen with her Domain brewed coffee. But I think if she met Sandra Duchamp 
they could bond over their love of proper cranberry juice. If Verona <laughs> met Mags, she would drink it straight as a power move. <laughs> I love that. I, I think that would be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Ripper1337 says that Blake probably would have acquired a taste for craft beers that are common in Toronto. And Evan would want to drink something like whiskey to be quote unquote grown up. But the person serving the drink would just give him a virgin Jack and Coke and he wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. Macy one says Blake probably tries to drink some nice IPAs or other hipster <laughs> artist drinks. But by the end of the night, he's most of the way through a tequila bottle and he's not sure how he ended up here again. Evan textually doesn't want to drink again. But I imagine he goes nuts for red cordial. Mm. Green Eyes pounds down like 10 schooners of Guinness without breaking a sweat regularly. <laughs> Rose drinks absinthe. Lair mm-hmm. drank only the fanciest of whiskeys. Alistair also drinks some but mixes them with Coke. <laughs> I'm just makes s- me really happy. Yes, it does. Me too. Okay, Malia, for this next one, do you want to take turns reading each point? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll so start we say that. that last time. Sure. Um, Hobo Demon got excited and creative. So so they wrote a lot. We, we uh, tried to put everything in, summarize some things, but it's still really long. But it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> so we're going to rate it. Yeah. So starting with Avery, um, probably doesn't like an alcoholic drink. But if she did go for an alcoholic drink, maybe a shandy with a piece of Nora's candy jewelry, which, yes. <laughs> Snowdrop is going to absolutely hate strawberry daiquiris and love the Bloody Mary. <laughs> um, Gashwad will make a gross Bloody Mary and attempts to outdo uh, something Hobo Demon describes later that Verona makes. Um, Gashwad would use Malort instead of vodka, expired sriracha instead of tomato juice, and raw oysters that have gone bad for texture. Ew. Fucking gross. I What is Malort? It's a Chicago thing, and it's really... It's notorious. For what? Just being... It's flavor. A, <laughs> like, in a bad way, or just in a strong yes. way? Bad. Okay, like, bitter, rotten... Like wormwood. Wormwood. Um, okay. I think it's wormwood-based... What does Malort taste like? Something between fiery death and herbal gasoline extracted fruitiness. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to not try that. <laughs> okay. Um, well, next we come to Lucy. Um, she's going to have a smoky Irish coffee with mocha Baileys, French mm-hmm. roast coffee, steamed condensed milk for sweetness, a pinch of cinnamon and nutmeg, and the heresy of a peat whiskey with no e preferably lafrig i may have mispronounced <laughs> no that. idea what that means okay <laughs> the taste profile will be of s'mores smoke and stolen memories of learning rebel songs with friends around a campfire mm. i want to try that it sounds really good sounds great <laughs> um bubble gums go to would probably be an abortion it's a shooter where you curdle Baileys in peach schnapps and color with a drop of grenadine. That sounds real gross, the curdling, <laughs> but cool. <laughs> I feel like it makes sense for double yeah. Yeah, it's on, yeah. Uh, Toad Swallow seems hipsterish enough that he'd 
be into always trying the strangest named IPA available. Mm-hmm. Um, Gillamay would have been into mead in his summer years, but as a winter fay, he'd be freeze distilling dandelion wine or wine from root vegetables into something almost but not quite like soju. Marissica is obviously into red wine. Mm-hmm. And then Verona's is complicated. Um, it would be the a longest one. <laughs> Bloody Mary with horseradish infused vodka. Preferably from one of those bars with a Bloody Mary bar where you pay for the glass and garnish it yourself on a buffet bar. She will try to game the system by weaving chicken tenders and candied bacon together and reinforcing the structural pretzel rods um, and then marking the outside with runes in Sriracha. Earth inside Venus inside Mars to confer strength and foundation to a receptive extension and make this garnish work as a cup holder. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for a second bloody mary more conservatively garnished with a double quarter pounder bacon cheeseburger the spirits buy her argument that the second bloody mary is a garnish now and she isn't gainsaid but the innocent barkeep apologetically insists that she has to pay for both glasses <laughs> he does still take a photograph for their wall of fame and verona adds to her list of titles doubly bloodied martyr of hangovers that's <laughs> like my favorite that's that's such a good answer um also says tashlet likes drinks that are pretty colors and have bubbles tonic Mm -hmm. water if there are black lights Mm. then next beleg tall last but not least um says (laughs) snowdrop strawberry milk of course which yes that makes sense (laughs) that was correct (laughs) that was the correct answer all right for our new discussion question for this coming week Pick a scene from Pactor Pale. If that scene was in a musical, what song would the characters be singing? Um, yeah, uh, don't post anything from after 13.4 of Pact um, unless you spoiler tag it and make sure Jenny makes sure that I don't read it. But yeah. this sounds fun. That does sound fun. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To help support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. If you'd like to support Wildbo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash Wildbo. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you'd like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 13.3 and 13.4. This week's fun fact that Malia really likes. (laughs) (laughs) The 1679 Habeas Corpus Act was only passed in Parliament because its supporters jokingly counted a fat lord as 10 votes and the opposition never noticed. <laughs> uh, it's so good. It's you so just, good. Because that changed. Not. <laughs> it like changed everything, right? So Yeah. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, habeas corpus in Latin means bring out the body. Um, but uh, it's not like that gruesome. It's the idea that you can't just detain someone without any sort of hearing or due process indefinitely. Um, That if you have someone in any form of detention, um, you need to go through some legal process to 
determine whether or not you can legally hold them. So it's really good and important and a foundation of the common law. Um, and it's just so great that they were like, oh, he's fat. <laughs> like, there's like 10 of you. All right. So now we're going to come to our worm in comparison section. So for anyone who has not read worm, end the podcast now because we will spoiler some stuff. We will spoil some stuff. Some big stuff. Yeah. We're going to talk about stuff. So uh, stop listening now (laughs) for everyone else. uh, Malia wants to talk about um, a couple things or at least one thing. Yeah, I think I'm just sort of going to ramble. Um, That's so cool. it's been a really long time since I've read Worm, so I don't remember a lot of the details. But Worm is the story, the first story Wabo like, wrote that was a big web serial. Um, and, you know, immediately after he writes this story, and as we've been approaching the end, I've been thinking about Wild Bone stories and endings. Um, I've only read two Wild Bow endings at this point, um, Worm and Ward, and... This feels like we're heading to a wormish end for our protagonist, which I hate. Um, I did not expect Blake to pull a tailor. Um, <laughs> and worse, it is a tailor without the added benefit of saving all of humanity and like the universe. So that's bad. Sounds um, bad. Yeah, because it just feels like Blake is like self-deluding and, you know, like... I didn't read Worm nearly as carefully as I'm reading this, and I think I found Taylor to be, like, I think I questioned her a lot less than maybe Wildbo um, wants his readers to. Um, I don't even know if that's the right way to describe it, but I think, like, there's probably a lot more evidence for Taylor making bad choices um, in the text than I noticed when I read Worm. Um for the first time, but there's just so many bad flashing red lights and warnings. Um, I wonder how much Wildbo was thinking about Taylor when he was writing this story, um, whether or not he's making some of these things more obvious. When you have your character standing next to like a horrific monster being like, but is it really the monster <laughs> in this situation? Like, yeah, it's so obvious that Blake is you know dramatically changed and maybe not on a path that is something he can return from um whereas Taylor you know like makes a series of decisions and kills a toddler and um yeah like saves the world by like mind controlling all of the superheroes that she could grab with her broken brain. brain um and you know the line of like finally everyone was working together which is just so good and i i'm like really torn about taylor because i think taylor saved humanity um i'm not positive they would have been able to do it without her um i think there's a strong argument that taylor did the right thing ultimately but it's also not like the clearest argument and it's not like definitely the right argument Mm -hmm. um and in this story, we seem to be heading to, Blake, you did the wrong thing. <laughs> or maybe, you know, Blake ended up affecting good change, but did bad. I don't well, know. Um, I guess you, yeah, can, you can also yeah. say, like, with Taylor, you know, she affected 
good change, but did some pretty bad stuff, especially with mind controlling everybody. So it's pretty messed up. Right. But then also like the mind control led to them destroying the all powerful being that was like destroying them. Sure. But most of the stuff she did didn't actually go to that. What Wasn't it at the end like that they figured out it was more of an emotional like component that would break him as opposed to all the fighting? Right. Um. Yeah. God, it's been so long since I've read actually that. Read it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I remember so. there were like sections of people who figured different things out, and something about Flichette and something about something. Um, Is Canary involved too? Or am I just making that up? Oh, I don't. I should reread Worm, y'all. It's a great story. Um. I, I prefer the other verse just because superheroes have never interested me quite as much. But I am mm. curious as to how. A uh, thirty-year-old Malia would interpret worm compared to you know twenty-one-year-old Malia or whatever I was. Um, it's weird to say you're thirty. I know, even though like I'm thirty-two, it's still weird. It you're almost weird. thirty-three. Ooh. I know. Ooh. <laughs> it's a fun almost number. Thirty-three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still feel exactly the same age as like a decade ago, pretty much. Right, but then I look back at like things I did in certain emotional yeah crises and different things and i'm like oh wow like that was something i don't really experience in that way anymore mm-hmm. and i know i have changed a lot as a person since yeah. then but i just but yeah emotionally feel, feel yeah. the same you know yeah yeah but yeah i know you can't really talk about the end of the story because that's you know the whole point of this mm-hmm. podcast kind of <laughs> yeah. but um it just it strikes me that it doesn't feel like pale is heading toward a worm or ward ending um i don't think we're going to be sitting on the ruins of civilization um i don't think you know whether it has like a bittersweet twist or a hopeful twist or whatever um Mm -hmm. i think but yeah but with but with pact it feels like we're going somewhere dark and we're going to a place where there may be a silver lining at the end, but it won't be happy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, like, it's going to be like, there might be a little glimmer of hope, but it's going to kind of suck. Right. I don't think Wildbo ever likes to deal with absolutes. Um, so I think no matter what. It's not a Sith, Malia. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think it will be completely and totally good or completely and totally bad um but yeah it feels like we're watching the tragedy of blake thorburn or the i guess the tragedy of ambrose or whatever and not like watch three magical girls improve their world for the better with a bit of horror but you know overall Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you're not wrong about the feeling and all that so um and yeah i can't comment on the future So you never know. You'll just have to see. Yeah. Um, it could be his most positive ending yet. Could just be like that 180 switch, you know? Where it's just like, turns out Barbatorum was an angel in disguise. And we opened up our eyes and we fly into the skies. La 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 la. <laughs> Can someone make a song of that? Yeah, that'd be the closing of Pale. Or not Pale, Pact. The useful. <laughs> la, 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 la. 
<laughs> turns out Barbatorum was an angel in disguise, and we opened up our eyes, and we flew into the skies. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. All right. I love it. Someone please make the song of that. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll record it, and that'll be our ending. That'd be fun. That would be fun. All right. Anyway, thanks, y'all. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week because we are talking to you. That's right. We are. Individually. Peace out, bros. (laughs) Bye. Turns out Barbatorum was an angel in disguise. Then we opened up our eyes and we flew into the skies. La 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 la. La 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 la. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> Perfect. It's too bad I don't know how to do a um <laughs> like the har- like a harmony. Turns out Barbatorum was an angel in disguise. And we opened up our eyes and we flew it to the skies. I don't know. La 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 la. La 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 la. Yeah, I have no idea how to harmonize. I don't know. La la. I don't know. Was an angel in disguise. Could do it like that. (laughs) Two different types of musicals. (laughs) Very different. Very different types.